I am magical, I am powerful, and I am blessed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Arise with Lemus, the podcast. You are now listening to episode six, which is titled Spiritual Gaslighting. Today, I am super excited to be working with and having a great conversation with one of my coaching clients, Nadia. And at this point, I would love to go ahead and introduce you, Nadia, to the world and to our audience that is now listening to this podcast episode. Hello. So my name is Nadia, and it's a pleasure to be on this podcast because I remember like listening to it in my car, like over the summertime being like, oh, my God, (laughs) everything he's saying, like, yes, I'm here for it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I'm an educator. I'm an astrologer and I'm the creator behind Self Love Astro on Instagram. I live in Queens, New York, and my pronouns are she, her. Thank you, Nadia. And thank you so much for listening. I am just a super fan of your entire IG platform and everything that you do with astrology. I think what I really gravitated towards is really your connection to astrology and also just social justice and really implementing all of those things into the conversation around spirituality. Hence, why I'm super excited to have you be part of this conversation and really discussing spirituality as a whole, but also with the nature of where we're at with a worldwide pandemic, politics, just having finished off an election here in the United States, I think that there's a lot going on that we could talk for days about this. But for the purpose of this conversation is really talking about, you know, spirituality and connecting it to, like I said, social justice, because the two can definitely coexist. And in looking at your material and how you run your platform, I think you definitely understand where I'm coming from to really, you know, feel the need to actually have these conversations when we're discussing our own spiritual healing and our own spiritual practices and the fact that these things can very much coexist. So with that, I would love to go ahead and know how do you define spirituality? So um, to me, spirituality is connecting to my center. So be it through spirit guides, ancestors, the universe, um, just tapping into like my intuition, what I know that I am aligned to, what I'm not aligned to, um, my highest self, like that's what my spirituality is to me. And I also recognize that spirituality is different for everyone. So that's why I said it's, that's what it is to me is when I connect to my center, when I feel grounded, when I feel just like lit up, like all my chakras are lit up, like (laughs) that's my spirituality. I love that all my chakras are lit up I feel like that needs to go on a t-shirt or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think you know what you said something that really stood out to me was that you know everyone can go ahead and define spirituality or define it for themselves and I am a strong believer that spirituality is very much a self-defined practice and you know since I started exploring spirituality myself I think that's been a really cool way of looking at it because whether you're religious or you believe in the universe or you just believe in crystals and energy, I mean, there's so many ways to go about spiritual practices and spiritual beliefs. And I think, again, when it comes to even those conversations around how we discuss identities, sometimes people are at war, right, with how they define spirituality. And so I think there is and can be a mutual respect when it comes to how people define their own spirituality. And so I really like that you mentioned that it's going to be different for each person. And I think that that's perfectly fine. And even like throughout your lifetime also, like your spirituality can change in different phases of your life. I feel like there's certain things that you will feel aligned to at certain points in your life. And then other points in your life, you might not feel as aligned to those things in your spirituality practice. So 
I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, when it comes to even my own spiritual beliefs, when I talk to people, I say that I believe in four spiritual entities. And these are the ones that I like pray to and that I talk to. And so those four for me are, you know, God, the universe, my ancestors, and also the angels that I believe protect me. And it's cool because I feel like, you know, I grew up Catholic. And so I grew up with a religious background, but I don't consider myself religious. And so I'm not like going to church every Sunday but I still believe that there is a God out there and I still very much believe that, you know, God is out there protecting me too. Um, But I think that all those things can again, coexist. And I think sometimes people think that you have to separate them or that if you believe in God, you can't believe in like crystals or astrology. And I very much believe in, and it sounds like we're on a similar um, plane here that all that can exist together and people can choose what they want to believe in. But that's the beauty of spirituality is that you like you said, it can change. It can update. It's definitely changed and updated for me just throughout the years, but that's what I currently feel aligned with. And, you know, in the future, it may be a little bit different, but again, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, with everything going on politically, what have you observed from spiritual leaders, healers in the community, whether it be, on social media, in person, um, or any sorts of conversations that you've come into contact with people just as of late? Um, So I've seen a lot of things in the spiritual community, especially like on Twitter and Instagram, which is mostly like what I interact with. Um, So I've seen the there's like a range of like conspiracy theorists fear mongering like i've seen you know like the, the the dark of it but i've also seen like positive things like so i listened to this podcast um by jessica lineto and she's the host of ghost of a podcast and she and a few other astrologers got together and they developed this like campaign called zodiac the vote where they were just like educating others on how to like you know be educated for the vote where do you register to vote what do you need to know before the election and all of those things kind of um, working with social justice. So I've seen things like that. I've seen pages providing hope, inspiration, love, light. Um, I've seen accounts just trying to like laugh about it, entertain our way through it. So it's it's been a lot of different things that I've noticed in the spiritual community. It's like a wide range. Yeah, I am right there with you. I've seen so many different conversations and really different thoughts behind everything that's been going on just politically. Um, I think the memes have been everything (laughs) in the last couple of weeks, um, especially in the last couple of days. And it's definitely provided, you know, just some some much needed comedic relief to everything that we've been going through, at least here in the United States. And definitely what it, you know, it ultimately does impact the rest of the world as well. And I appreciate what you brought up in terms of getting people civically engaged through spirituality. That's really awesome. And I'm definitely going to have to catch that episode and that person's platform because that sounds amazing. Oh, she's Um, wonderful. I love, I love her, I love her podcast, everything. She's great. Definitely sounds amazing. Going to have to check that out. You know, what's been interesting is that similar to you, I've seen, you know, lots of different ways about discussing spirituality and politics. And then I feel like there's the other side of the spectrum, right, where there are spiritual healers, spiritual leaders, um, life coaches, um, self-development folks, essentially, that are choosing to also not have conversations around politics and are choosing not to have conversations around identity and really anything to do with social justice. And 
I saw this in a similar light when things were happening with George Floyd and everything that we were going through as a collective, but as people here in the United States that are impacted by that in those types of situations on a regular basis. And it's been interesting to see, right, because back in June, we all saw the Black Square on social media. And then you go back to some of those accounts and they haven't had any sort of conversation or content related to that since. Um, and it's been a number of months since that has occurred. And in a similar light, I've also come across pages from people that, you know, I've respected in the past that are choosing to openly also choose not to have conversations about this. And so when the election was getting close, I came across a couple of people that I've been following for a while that basically said something along the lines that this election, we need to go beyond it because we're living in this matrix world. And so all these things are not as important as, you know, moving beyond this like made up matrix that we are supposedly living in. And that there is more to what's happening, right? And there's a deeper level of understanding that we need to come into to really understand our current society and structures. And so with that, of course, there could be conspiracy theories. There could be a lot of things that come up with that because that's some really deep shit, right? <laughs> super but, complex. Like we don't super. know, you know, you can't prove or disprove. It's a lot. Yes. And, you know, it definitely makes me think of the movie. And there are certain things that, you know, I definitely see. So for example, we live in a world with social media where, yeah, a lot of us are, are very much, um, if we're not careful, can be easily controlled by, you know, social media. And we now live in a virtual world. So we're just absorbing so much. Yeah. But I think there's an interesting part of that. And this is what I really wanted to talk to you about is that I, I very much believe that spirituality and spiritual healing can exist while we also dissect what it means to have multiple identities and really dive deeper into what these identities mean. Because as I came across some of these profiles, they were essentially saying like, we need to go deeper. We need to all practice love and light. We're all human beings and we're all meant to do these amazing things as human beings. Um, and to an extent, I'm like, yeah, cool. I see your point. But I think it's a disservice to go ahead and ignore that people have these identities that they're impacted by our structures and these live realities that they can't escape if they were to just say, I just want to practice love and light, right? And so that's the piece that I'm trying to also get at, because a lot of these folks are just out there saying like, no, I choose to not have these conversations, but have large platforms and are telling people to essentially not engage with politics, not engage with identities. And that's hard because there's a lot of people out there that legitimately cannot escape that simply because of how they look or how they identify. And so with that being said, like, I really want to go ahead and have a conversation and ask you this, like, do you feel that as spiritual healers that we have a role to play in engaging with social justice topics? Um, absolutely. Like, I, I feel like around the George Floyd um, protests and when all of that was happening in about May and June, um, I experienced, you know, like a lot of like disappointment with the spiritual community because I did see these big accounts with lots of followers um, just carry on as if like this wasn't happening as if this wasn't the lived reality of like you know a lot of their followers and to just blatantly ignore it is exactly you know the issues that are going on constantly with the black and brown communities with the marginalized communities with the gay community like it's just not you know like they continue to be ignored and so for accounts like that to have this big, big following and then to just say nothing, it just speaks volumes that like, 
they're living in a place of privilege. They're not trying to empathize with their, the other side. They're saying like these people like attracted it or something like that. Or like you, you, because you weren't living in love and light, you brought this to yourself somehow. You have to think deeper. You have to like go deeper, but it's like, this is, this is the reality of it right now. How do we, how do we overcome this? How do you go deeper when you don't have a leg to stand on really, you know? Yeah. That's so powerful. I mean, and, and you were going into what spiritual gaslighting is. And I was actually about to ask you that question. Do you feel like them ignoring that is a form of spiritual gaslighting? How would you define that? Yeah. So um, I think if you're a true light worker or if you're a true healer of any kind, then you should know that life is a balance of like light and dark. So wherever there's light, there's also going to be a shadow. So you can't ignore, you know, the shadow. You can't ignore the very dark things that are happening in this world. Um, and, and part of that is the, the systems that are oppressing millions, thousands of people every day. And it's irresponsible to ignore them as if they aren't really happening because they aren't happening to you specifically. That's like going back to like the white privilege conversation. Like it's very, it's, it, it crosses over into the spiritual world into the spirit, into the spiritual community, if you will. And so, yeah, I do think that if you're ignoring it or just, you know, saying things like, Oh, that happened to you because you manifested it or just focus on love and light. Um, as a response to things such as racism, sexism, homophobia, sexual trauma, like it's just very dismissive. You're absolutely discrediting somebody's lived reality. And so that that is essentially what gaslighting is, is when you discredit somebody's lived reality. And I feel like a lot of these big accounts were doing that around the George Floyd times. And I like had to confront a few of these accounts and I was like, are you guys gonna, you know, have these conversations? Are we gonna talk about this? Like like not even not even the black square. We didn't even get the black square from some of these pages. <laughs> like it was it was very disappointing to see I agree um you know and something that I have been diving deeper into myself is just like marketing and branding and that line of work that I do and it's it was interesting to see because there were certain people that that didn't post the black square as you talked about and it you could clearly tell that there is a branding to their Instagram feed and there were also some that when they did choose to go ahead and post it they posted it in line with their branding. And that was an interesting part of the conversation too, because I'm not gonna go ahead and, you know, police that and say like, you shouldn't do that, or you should just like post raw content when it comes to that. But it was interesting specifically going back to those accounts months later to then see that they haven't posted anything about that since then. And so it speaks to, did you do it because of a PR move or did you do it just to keep up with the brand and make people believe that you care about this? But are you actually engaging in these conversations? Are you questioning people? Are you having meaningful conversations around your, even your own identity? And to speak to what you just said, I definitely believe, yes, love and light exists, but there is darkness. There is the shadow, as you mentioned. And that means that we have to ask ourselves those difficult questions and we have to reflect up upon our own healing, our own identities. We all have forms of privilege. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this. The majority of the folks that you see leading these pages tend to be middle-aged white women. And I've said that for years because <laughs> I've definitely been looking more and more into, you know, the coaching industry and the spiritual healing industry. And these spiritual practices 
not to say that people can't practice spirituality, like if you're not a person of color, for example, but these spiritual practices, many of them were created by indigenous people thousands and thousands of years ago. And so there's been a lot of gentrification that has been going on in the spiritual healing community in the coaching industry. And so when you look at the identity of a lot of the people that host these platforms that have large amounts of followers, and are choosing not to have those conversations, that, I mean, again, I think is just such a disservice. And it comes from a space of privilege because you are so comfortable in your space that you don't even have to engage with the conversation and you're choosing not to. And and some people don't even have that choice. And I think that's part of the conversation here is like, you have the opportunity as a privileged person in whatever identity you hold privilege in to go ahead and choose not to engage with the conversation. And so when it comes to this, spiritual gaslighting, there are definitely people that are like, nope, only love and light. I only want to keep high vibes. Nothing about any like, you know, politics because that just gets into like really bad territory or makes me sad. And it's like, yo, (laughs) vibrations and emotions, we are human beings. And so if we're going to preach like human beings and, you know, love and equality, then that's something that we need to discuss on a deeper level too, right? Because we also experience low vibrations because we're human beings. There's a range in emotions that we just exactly. go through. And that's a normal part of just being a human being. So we can't always be in a high vibrational state as much as we would love to. I mean, I would love if I could be in a high vibe state all the time, but I also know that that doesn't necessarily exist 100% of the time. And so going back to the shadow that you mentioned, shadow work is when we ask ourselves those difficult questions about our identities, things that maybe we've done in the past that we're not proud of, but we are now identifying or reflecting on, and we can always do a better job. And so even me as a person of color, identifying that I have no privilege, like that's something that I need to discuss. I can't just be like, I'm a person of color. I have no form of privilege. There are various forms of privilege, including in the education that I have and the access that I've had to learn about these things. And so it's like for us, for example, me and you who host these platforms that are very big on spirituality, I think it's very important that we have these conversations and and access, right? That we provide content to people from all sorts of backgrounds to understand this more. But for those profiles and platforms that are choosing not to, then again, you're not really getting much out of just that typical brand. It's like, where is the conversation going? Yeah, exactly. And I had to like really um, come to terms with like, who am I actually following? You know, like, what is it that I'm actually listening? And what am I taking in spiritually? Because if it's not really aligned to like what my lived reality is, then what am I, you know, like, what, what am I seeking in that, in that account? Definitely. And I think for people that have platforms and businesses, it's also important for us to think about our audience, right? Because our audience is not all or always going to go ahead and match like, who we are. And so it's important to also engage with different types of people and understand their background. And I've noticed, you know, again, going back to the people that tend to host some of these larger platforms with the only love and light conversations that even in the pictures that they post and the things that they talk about, or the people that agree with them, sometimes do match their identities. Um, And you know, are also having a conversation from a space of privilege. And so if your ego is also being fed that from even your own followership, and then you're choosing to ignore, and kudos to you for reaching out to these platforms and actually saying like, hey, are are you going to do something? Yeah, I reached out to like four of them. (laughs) Awesome. That is awesome. Um, And, you know, I, I remember also like even posting on my own platforms, like, you know, and I'm someone that really does care about branding and aesthetics in terms of like how things look on a feed. But I remember when the George Floyd stuff happened, I'm like, 
F the aesthetics. Like, this isn't about a branding strategy right now. Like, these, this is about people's lives and their lives. This lives. is a crisis. Like, yeah. fuck your aesthetic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we're also in a freaking worldwide pandemic. And so to carry on all of these, like, quote unquote norms is just, it's so tone deaf sometimes because people are just, again. That's the word, tone deaf. That's exactly what it is. It's like you're you're in a room with like blaring sirens and like, like noise makers, all of this stuff. And you're just like sitting in the corner, like no love and light. Yep. 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 And it's, it's, it's wild because, you know, I've been also just invited to some spiritual spaces where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I, I immediately feel uncomfortable sometimes because I'm just like, one, I'm like, cool, thanks for the invite. But also, am I legit going to be the only person of color here? Like, what? <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, you know, it makes me really think because it, you know, going back to ancestors and indigenous people and, you know, folks of color that have really created a lot of these spiritual practices. And then you like enter mainstream spirituality and coaching and self-development and you hardly see yourself represented as a person of color and this is why I take this so seriously because as a coach as a spiritual healer as someone that has a platform I also feel like it's part of my responsibility to go ahead and have these conversations for one it's healing for me to reflect on this stuff but also there may be even if it's just one person that feels like you know they maybe they've never seen someone that looks like them having these conversations and so representation really does matter um and we know this you know in all sorts of industries but i i i feel like there's still such a lack of representation in these particular areas and it's been definitely these places yeah like even back then in like may june um there was a black astrologer her name is uh black woman cry and she was the one that like kind of prompted the conversation to even start happening like where are the black astrologers why are they not on cosmo why are they not getting these deals and these um you know like attention or just like you know validation as the white ones you know, like the white pages are getting all this attention, all this like um, validation, but there's no support for the black astrologers or the, the Latinas astrologers. Like, so it's just interesting to note. Definitely, <laughs> definitely interesting to note. And, you know, it, it's in this, you see this in all sorts of industries and I'm starting to see more people at least like become aware that this exists, including in spiritual spaces, self-development spaces. Um, and it's something that I've openly talked about even when I first started coaching. It's one of the reasons why I even got into like doing this type of stuff and why even this podcast exists. Like so much of it is centered around access and providing people access um, and also using like my educational privilege and the things that I've been able to do to be able to provide insight I'm in no way here preaching that I'm like the absolute expert on these things. Right. But I think that it is important for other people. And I know a lot of my followers are folks that identify or are part of like marginalized communities. So I think it is important for us to have discussions and use our platforms for advocacy and to actually speak from a cause. So with that, the next question I have for you is, how can we use our platforms to move away from solely focusing on love and light, which at times ignores people's identities and move towards a more inclusive spiritual realm? Um, so what I decided to start doing, so I actually just started my page this year in 2020. And so 
I basically had like two months of like fun astrology posts before I was just like, oh, <laughs> George Floyd is happening. We need to actually get serious and talk about how we can incorporate astrology and self-love and social justice all into one account. And so the way that I did that was just by sharing resources, sharing information, like what I know now, you know, and I'm just spreading my knowledge as much as I can. Um, because I'm a person, I have social anxiety and I have generalized anxiety. So the whole going out into the streets is, is not for me. So what I choose to do or the lane that I chose was education. So I educate others as best as I can with facts, with resources, as much like, you know, websites, like I'm like the quickest FBI researcher, like I got you. <laughs> so um, that's like the lane that I've chosen. And so I think it's important to remind um, all of us that we're on a mission to advance humanity, um, to spread love and light, yes, but and also getting justice and protecting earth and like prioritizing mental and emotional health so that we can live from like a heart center rather than, you know, survival mode for all of us. And just like, just knowing that you can choose a lane, right? Like you don't have to be an expert. Like you said, like, I'm not an expert on every marginalized group that there is. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I am, but I'm also not going to just like turn it away if it comes to my attention, you know, like I'm not, I'm not um, an encyclopedia of the world. I don't know every issue that's going on, but I'm not going to, um, you know, contribute to that oppression. Just knowing that there's always an impact that you can do. There's always some way that you can give back to like the real reality that we're living in by, you know, going out into the streets. If you can go out into the streets, like, please do it because my anxiety is just too much. Um, but like educating others is another lane. Feeding communities is another lane. Voting, donating, like donations, petitions, letters, holding government accountable, like advocating for groups that are marginalized. There's so many different lanes that we can take in order to like just help progress humanity forward in the direction that I think we all want to get to is this place of just like peace right world peace is the goal <laughs> I love that and thank you for highlighting the various forms that people can actually get involved because you know I'm also someone that has anxiety and like going to big marches like that like it's sometimes yeah like it can be a little bit nerve-wracking and I've done some but what I found is that using my platform to also educate others, provide resources, you know, give, give through donations, but also give through service. There are so many ways and there is no right or wrong way in terms of getting involved, especially when it comes to advocacy. And sometimes, you know, I, I've seen people get judged for not going to the marches. And luckily, I, I feel like I'm starting to see more people come to just an understanding that like, yo, like, we're all in this together and whether you're out there in the march or you're donating or you're sharing on Instagram, like it's still feeding the cause and we're working together. And, you know, we know this, that there needs to be people on all fronts. It can't just be like front facing. Like there are people in the background that you may never see, but they're doing such critical work. Um, and that's yeah. equally as important. And so it shouldn't be that one is more or one is better than the other. There are all of them. Like, you do, you do, like, especially yeah. when it comes to the work that we're talking about, right? Like, we're talking about dismantling oppressive systems. Exactly. Like, this yeah. is some real work. And it's so a, it's a machine and we need everybody doing something. So it's better than, you know, these spiritual accounts that are doing nothing. Yes, yes, preach. <laughs> um, for real, yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because also holding people accountable because there's also a, a balance that I've needed to find within myself where it's like, 
do I feel like I need to contact this person or comment and be like, why aren't you talking about this? And how much of that and how many conversations do I choose to actually engage with when it comes to those things? And then how much do I also pour into like my own platform to really get at the meat of this through my own form of communication and that the two can coexist. And so I've, I've really been, you know, reflecting on that, especially the last couple of weeks. There's been a couple of accounts where like someone's like, oh, I like they said that they were voting for Kanye because that's what they felt most aligned with. But then they were still preaching that, you know, Biden and Trump were more on the the evil side. And so having to choose between the two of the lesser evils, they instead chose to go ahead and vote for Kanye. And that was something I'm just like, oh my gosh, like what? Um, (laughs) And I was like, okay, I should message this person. I should start to like ask them questions and like, why are they doing this? And you know, I had to, I had to find the inner balance within myself and be like, you know what? You don't have to do this, not every time. Um, and I don't have to be the person to teach every single person why certain things should be done a certain way. Um, especially when, you know, some of those people are coming from very privileged identities and have, mind you, the educational background to actually reflect on these things and why that type of decision can negatively impact so many people. Um, and, you know, again, I'm not here to go ahead and like police everyone around their political decisions. Like if you decided to vote for Kanye, that's on you. But what I will say here is that when it comes to preaching the two of the lesser evils and having that conversation, even when Biden won, I saw so many people on social media posting like, he still sucks, like nothing's going to change. We're still in this like crappy situation. And in my mind, and you know, this is my personal opinion. So I'll go ahead and throw that disclaimer. But in my mind, I'm like, but if Trump would have won, like, where would we be? Like, I, and if Kanye would have somehow won, like, where would we be? And the fact that I think that joy, the joy that some people experience when Biden won, that that can still exist. And then we can still get back to work. And we can still feel like, you know what? Yes, these systems still need to go ahead and actually be changed. And well, he won. And that might not be, of course, the overall fix. Are we at a better place with Biden winning versus someone like Trump, which we've seen his track record over the last four years? Right. And I think that like, as a society, we need to start getting more comfortable with using the word and. So like, yes, Joe Biden might not have been the greatest choice. And we're still in a better position than we would have been if we had Donald Trump here. So it's like two things can exist at the same time. So yes, we have Biden there and we can keep him accountable and we can keep doing this work and it doesn't have to stop. I love that. And I love that you said, and, because that's something I actually been working with, with my own therapist about. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, kudos to our therapist. If you're listening out there. Uh, um, it's so powerful to move beyond or and that you can still experience pain and joy within the same concept, the same idea. And I think that just goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, right? It's like as human beings, we have this range of emotions. And so we can't always be in the love and light because sometimes we're going to have dark ass moments. And I've started to integrate into my gratitude practice every morning. I, I just say like all the things that I'm grateful for. And I used to actually, before I had an understanding of all these things, I would say like, I'm grateful for love and light. And most recently with all this stuff, the, you know, the spiritual gaslighting that's been happening, 
I transitioned and I started to say like, I'm, I'm grateful for love, light and the darkness that I go through because it's in the darkest moments that I have really learned the most about myself at times. And so- You know what I, I just made me think of? Um, do you know the movie Inside Out by Pixar? Yes, yes. Okay, so you know how like at the end, a spoiler alert, so if anybody didn't see it, I'm sorry. But um, like at the end of the movie, like they're like, you know, basically like bullying sadness the whole way through. And they're like, no sadness, go away sadness, go away darkness. And then at the end, they actually ended up needing her. And she was like the main hero in the whole story. So it's like in our darkest moments is when we find, you know, wholeness and completeness. And so, yes, we need to, we need to face this. We need to face the the work, the dark, the shadow, the ugly in order to have that, like, you know, feeling of like fulfillment and of light and of love, like, truly yes and you know through so many different forms of like foundations in my own life crumbling and heartbreak and all the things I've I've come to discover what actually fulfills me because I've had to really think about like oh my gosh like I was in that situation for years and I thought I was happy but then when everything ended I'm like wait I guess I wasn't and Mm -hmm. now I really got to think about what that really means for me and so yeah, in those dark moments, you can still find out so much about yourself, but also others, right? And like how we, you know, connect to each other. And we do live in this vast universe. And spiritually speaking, we are all connected. And yes, at the core of our being, our souls volunteer to become these human bodies and live out these lives. But there are also lessons, like there are lessons to be learned. And so when we choose to just be complacent and you know not have conversations about identities or social justice and the live realities of people because there are again people that are like I don't want to discuss those things because it's divisive and I rather just focus on like building up humanity and it's just like yeah but these human beings are literally being murdered like right how can we how can we believe in that when there are literally people being murdered because of the identities that they hold which some of them had no choice in what that actually, and for most part, right? A lot of identities, we, we don't choose them. Right. It's so like, we're born with them. And so we don't get to choose some of our lived realities. Um, and I agree. I mean, I love how you use your platform and just the, the interconnectedness of social justice and astrology. I think so many people are so interested in astrology. And so I love that you're actually taking that as an opportunity to educate people not just about their astrological signs, but also about like, hey, like, what does that mean for you if you're like out there fighting for justice, right? Like, what does that mean for a Scorpio or for a Cancer? Like, I think that's super cool and just such a unique way of looking at it. On a similar note, that's kind of how I've decided to go ahead and also use my platform is there are certain things that I specialize in. So whether it be coaching or spiritual healing or the education space, and, you know, I've, I've facilitated trainings on social justice topics and all these things. And now I feel like, okay, I have this platform on social media. I have this podcast. I can talk about all these things and really speak to, again, the need for social justice and advocacy in all of these spaces and the representation. Because I, when I go ahead and actually engage in these activities, I'm not just thinking about myself and like growing my platform. I'm thinking about like, who are the people that look up to me that may look like me, that may identify the way that I do, that have never seen someone that looks like them and may somehow come across this podcast episode or my Instagram page and be like, wow, like this person's doing it. And that means that I can also do it. 
and just providing that hope. I mean, speaking of Kamala Harris, right? Like that's, you know, yes, there are interesting points to her background, but what she means in terms of representation, I think to just see the amount of like little girls when they were giving their speech and like, that's just so powerful. And so many people seeing themselves represented is just so inspirational. Yeah, definitely. It just, it makes you, it just gives hope. Yes. And hope, hope is something that we all need 2020 (laughs) y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for engaging in this conversation. I think that, you know, we could definitely have conversations about this for days and I'm sure we'll have more conversations. I keep on going. (laughs) Same, same. So be on the lookout for future conversations, y'all. But I would love for our audience to know how to go ahead and contact you. So what is the best way to go ahead and actually engage with you and your platform? Um, so the best way to engage with me and my platform would be on Instagram. Um, you can follow me um, at Self Love Astro. And yeah, there you'll have all your self-love and astrology content. Awesome. And for those of you listening that have not gotten a chance to visit Nadia's Instagram, it is amazing. And there's just so much awesome content. And I love how personalized you get with just the different signs. It's just such a cool Instagram page. Um, But thank you again, just for being here for being part of this episode and for a very needed conversation. Um, And to everyone listening, there will be more conversations around social justice and spirituality it's a big passion of mine. And it's a big reason why I even started this podcast to begin with. And these conversations need to happen. And so hopefully this was able to inspire someone to also have those conversations either with themselves or other people. For those of you engaging with my platform here, please feel free to go ahead and visit our website. So we're over at www.reclaimingyourhappinesswithlemus.com. You can also find me on Instagram at arisewithlemus. And I would be happy to connect with people about this conversation or any other conversation. But with that, thank you so much, Nadia, for being part of this episode. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you. If you're enjoying Arise of Lemus, the podcast, I would greatly appreciate a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Let this be your reminder. And if you are wanting to go ahead and stay up to date when episodes get launched, please go ahead and subscribe on any of the platforms that you are listening to this on. I want this to reach the masses and I want to help as many people as I can and connect to people on this deeper spiritual level. So if you're wanting to spread the word, I would greatly appreciate it. And with that, I hope that you feel magical, powerful, and blessed. <laughs>